0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at TalesofLaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today we are back with the one and only Diana Richardson. Diana is the author of The Heart of Tantric Sex, Tantric Orgasm for Women and Tantric Sex for Men and is a teacher and practitioner of holistic body therapies. We jumped right into our conversation about mindful sex, tantric practices, and how to bring more awareness into your sex life. I wasn't such off all her wisdom, so please enjoy our conversation about all these new possibilities of making love. Amen. I read you a book. Um, tantric orgasm for women a little while back but i originally found you through your ted talk okay on mindful sex and my mom has read like all your books (laughs) that is really it's so exciting and i um i just would love to know more about you and about your work yes absolutely you're a writer now right um but did that come before you started um studying tantra or through studying tantra
1: and um, through studying Tantra, I had never thought about writing, it wasn't mm-hmm. in my kind of perspective. I, I had been a lawyer at first and then a oh. therapeutic massage um, <laughs> uh, teacher for many years. And um, but then when I started exploring and observing what was happening on a fine, delicate level in the body, um I just wrote actually my first book, The Heart of Tantric Sex, as an experiment to see if it was possible through Mm. words to convey you know an inner level yeah and um i enjoyed doing it and it's been that book's been put incredibly um well read by people and so that was awesome so it was more like an organic thing and then the next book a publisher asked me to write one for women so i thought oh yeah i can do that and then the same publisher said can you write one for men (laughs) oh yeah sure (laughs)
0: so how how did you get into or how did you meet tantra how did that come into your life
1: Uh, you know being with usher he has um written or you know all his books are Mm. actually from from talks that he gave and he does talk about tantra and um but not in in very broad terms and Mm -hmm. I, I would think to myself, well, actually, how do you do that literally with the genitals? And then I yeah. got information from Barry Long, uh, an Australian master. Mm-hmm. He made um, two CDs called Making Love the Divine Way. And I had actually listened to them already in 1982. And oh. so these these two things kind of came together. And then I really started to listen to the Barry Long and practice intensively alongside that. And then when I start, when I would read Osho again or hear him speaking, it was like, ah, now I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was somehow coming also down to that level of how to um, understand the genitals in a better way, their inner intelligence, and start to cooperate with them rather than, you know, I've got to get this out of my body or that out of my body. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, that took many years of practice. Like I five. And it's actually it's a practice that never stops. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So it was like I say, you know, very organic. There was even like when I actually started practicing it was from pure curiosity and it's not mm-hmm. even that i had a difficult sex life i was content with it yeah but there was just this like you read little things hear little things you know especially barry long and, and osher and then you just think well give it a whirl yeah and so i did and one thing kind of led uh to the other and um did you feel like you're a
0: very sexual person though in general no i loved sex okay <laughs>
1: You know, no, very definitely. So, you know, whether one perceive oneself as a sexual person, you know, how do you evaluate that? Yes, that's true, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But certainly I loved sex and, um yeah, you know, grew up in times where sex was, you know, around. <laughs> you know, it was before AIDS and so on, whereas there's a lot more caution now, of course. Yeah. With looking up. So in my young years, I definitely, and, um, I enjoyed myself. Yeah, as you should. Well, also it
0: felt like it was like probably a time where it felt very new, right? That kind of exploration in comparison to maybe the generation of your parents or something like that.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. Right. The exploration itself.
0: Because that's why I asked you about perceiving one, oneself sexual or not is obviously, like you said, it's pretty subjective, but if you create your life work around it, it probably requires somebody who has that
1: curiosity,
0: right? The- and
1: <laughs> Well that's what's been great. It's just kind of been, you know, ongoing. And I can say that, you know, generally speaking, it was like, you know, see, having a very close up view with sex and slowly, slowly taking mm. more distance and getting a more of a bird's eye view. And then you have understandings, revelations, experiences. And so even when I started to experiment, it wasn't like now I'm studying Tantra. It actually took me years to understand what Tantra was. It yeah. was but it was just this, um, actually what we say to our students, the people who come to our seminars, we say, you know, don't say like now I'm doing Tantra because that kind of makes a separation ah. in people. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, we say, just talk about it as you're changing the way you make love. Because that's actually how I did.
0: Yeah. You know, you,
1: one is changing the way one makes love. It's not doing this or that. Mm-hmm. And, and um, the change is basically, you know, to bring more awareness. And that's about it. Yes, in its simplest, simplest, simplest terms,
0: it's so funny because I wanted to ask you to explain maybe to people what um a definition of tantra, you know, to the listeners, as you just did, because I think people have so many thoughts on what that means, right? They're like, "Oh, it's meditation or it's very hippie or whatever they have. It's like a preconceived notion of what that term means that might separate them.
1: Right. Um I would just give Osho's definition, which is the sweetest and most simple and most insightful thing. He says tantra is the transformation of sex into love through awareness. Mm. And, and and that's it. Of course, now I'm very much talking about in the sexual exchange. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, when you bring more awareness into that, you are generating love, which is often the quality that is absent from people's sex lives or relating in general but even if a couple are, are not sexually engaged but they start to be more aware in their own bodies how they embrace just more conscious how you stand how you sit and um, and bring this awareness into each other's um, fields you still are generating love you just uh, take things more consciously and the moment you take things more consciously there's things slow down Mm -hmm. and the moment you slow down there's more sensitivity
0: I was thinking about that a lot when I was reading your book and I was just rereading sections of it too because I think there's some and what you just said in our society I feel like sex is sometimes separated from love right it's kind of like either or or you live love like that and sex like that
1: That's right. Um, That's right.
0: He said it in your TED talk. He said the problem doesn't lie with sex itself; it lies with how we are having it. Yes. And I think that is so because also of the sensitivity. So I wanted to ask you, maybe to maybe can talk about it a little bit. How I I heard this from somebody else who said something about like sex is like perverted in our society in like a very specific way, obviously. Not in the fun perversion maybe that you could have in bed. Um,
1: I would say that it's distorted, not perverted.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a nice word.
1: Yeah. Um, Certainly there might be aspects that are perverted, but generally speaking, Mm. most of humanity really is living in a misunderstanding. Yeah. And so that is what has caused the distortion. And, you know, essentially we are imprinted unconsciously around sex. That's why we all tend to have it in pretty much um, the same way or have the yeah. same expectations. Yeah. Um. And, and the thing about the, the imprinting we receive that it's all about the peak. It's all about the orgasm. So people get together and then do their best to reach their, <laughs> you know, sometimes, well, we know men too soon, women don't manage at all. Um. But it's this ag- making a goal in sex that has disturbed us yeah, because then we're always ahead of ourselves, even in very subtle ways and working towards that. So there's a fundamental lack of presence. You know, if you're ahead of yourself, even half a second, you're absent. So the whole thing is to build in um, through the awareness, more presence, and to be more in the here and now and let things unfold rather than uh, pushing them. And it's certainly not against orgasm. Of, of course, you know, that is, that is interesting uh, to, to explore if it's your wish. Yeah. But certainly uh, one can prolong the sexual exchange yes. by staying more in the present and, and
0: yeah. In your book, you also talk about like an orgasmic state versus an orgasm, right? That it's not like the goal to have non-orgasmic, like no orgasmic feelings (laughs) at all, but to reframe it or something, no?
1: Yes. It's more that when we sink into the present and more aware in the body, more sensitive in the body, then the orgasmic state is something that can arise. Mm. You can't make it happen like the conventional you know, peak and discharge. Yeah. Um, and it happens through through presence, um, through egolessness, through naturalness, and um, you kind of slip out of time and, and you're in bliss. And many people know that experience just from mm. being alone, but it's also possible in the sexual exchange, but we cannot make it a goal. Yeah. And uh, if you can... It's going to happen when you are so content in the present. Then it's almost like a gift, um, a gift from from the divine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting to me because I I think the way we're taught to have sex. I think especially as women, for me, since I'm I talk about this a lot. You know, we get so many specific. Um, I mean, men too, obviously, but I can speak a little bit easier from my point of view in a sense of like what I was taught about it, right? I think I'm lucky in one aspect of it that, that I so enjoy that moment of not thinking at all in bed that it's a little easier probably for me than maybe other women that tell me a lot about constant thinking and constant um, commenting on their own experience. Right. So how can people start going into that direction when they might be very self-conscious and filled with ideas of still performance or how they're supposed to look like? Because I feel like people have a really hard time getting started.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, the whole thing is based on, on increasing body awareness. Mm. And look, the mind does think. The main thing is to catch that you're thinking and just disconnect yeah. from the thoughts and come back to- come back to the body and start to use um you know the delicate sweet good feelings in the body to hold you in the present
0: mm. mm-hmm.
1: so it is this shift you know back and forth but the main thing is to catch that you're thinking not to beat yourself up that you're thinking <laughs> catch it and and drop back and yeah. so you keep coming to the present i mean certainly what helps to to maintain presence is, um, having the eyes open. Mm, yes. You know, to have eye contact in a relaxed way. Um, it's more that when I say relaxed way, like that you receive through the eyes, you don't look out through the eyes. And these are two mm. different ways of, of seeing, you know, because the, when we look out, we very judgmental and critical, but when we turn the vision in and more like let things come into the eyes, our hearts open, we're much more, more loving. Mm. So the eyes are great, you know, to, to help hold you in the present, following your breath, just not doing anything special, but using that as a way to keep you in the present. Mm. Of course there are different breath techniques, which people can try out. My experience was that they were always um, a little bit mindy, you know, kept me in my mind. Like, (laughs) um, um, you know, we we unconsciously hold a lot of tension in the body. So even in sex, you know, we we contracting. So you scan and you soften and widen. And the moment you do that, you feel, ah, you know, this beautiful, subtle, good, sweet expansion in the body. But, you know, one of the difficulties is, is that we are so oriented on sensation. Mm. And so this is what we kind of geared for in the nervous system. So we have to also like start to become work more on the senses and our sensuality, not building something up, but sinking into the body and actually perceiving um, the body from the inside.
0: I find that so interesting because for me, that is something that is actually challenging to have moments of where, you know, especially when I'm being stimulated to things. Like I can feel, when I'm doing it with myself, it's a little easier than with a partner to go up and down and kind of wave with it. But I do notice that when I go down or down or I feel a little less for a longer period of time with a partner, it starts stressing me out. <laughs> the feeling I'm like, oh, is something supposed to happen again? Right, um, right. Then um, And then obviously that putting me back into my head and out of the experience.
1: Yes. Yes. And um, we do have a tremendous fear of not feeling. Mm. So certainly, you know, especially when it, you know, it's low level, you know, you're dropping down the sensation, but it's good to feel what it feels like not to feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, because actually it's also fine. It's more just like you say, you know, this kind of internal pressure that something has to happen. Mm. But if you want to start feeling again, you know, if you're in that space, you just, um, you know, move consciously a little bit, get get that inner connection back again. Yeah. The main thing is really to just stay away from being mechanical, you know, because the mechanical is often um, associated with trying to reach somewhere. But if you can just, uh, yeah, keep relaxing. And even if you're you're being stimulated, keep softening and widening and that will spread in the body. Yeah. What do you
0: think? I was also thinking about the way you talked about it with about about vulnerability, which is so important to create a connection, right, truly with your partner and sexual connection seems to be the most vulnerable you can be. Um, especially because I think you even mentioned that in your book, that the the fact of the matter of being like entered, right, as a woman, which always like blows my mind. I'm like, what an incredibly intimate moment that we sometimes, we kind of forget or we don't talk about how intimate it really is to be penetrated.
1: Right, right.
0: So when people do, People in your workshops talk about that kind of vulnerability of letting that actually, you know, to actually let another person look at you or to have to, what you said earlier about the the seeing, to be able to take it in.
1: Is that difficult for people? Uh, You know, it it does vary from, from, you know, person to person, but generally vulnerability is a very beautiful state.
0: It is, yeah, it can be,
1: because one is more more receptive, more open, and and of course that is a blessing. Mm. Um, you know, certainly, like with, with the eyes and so on, what what one becomes more aware of is the masks,
0: mm. and like the,
1: the different personas that one has adopted. You know, through yeah. in the life, so in a way, you know, and that can also lead to tears and so on, which is so cleansing. When Mm. it was certainly my experience, like, wow, you know, uh, I had kind of made this sexual persona that overlaid me. And honestly, you know, that openness and that vulnerability, of course, you know, if you are in a, say, long-term or committed relationship, then that's much easier. You know, if you're just meeting somebody. In a bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, along the way. There's more feeling of a need to protect yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, but with a partner, you no. Know, people are so. I find, you know, in the workshops, people are are so curious and keen to learn other ways because for mm. many, the the conventional way has burnt out.
0: Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about the conventional way. You know, in comparison or something. What do you see is like the most detrimental um, about the way that we. I don't know, practice sexuality, I guess, or.
1: (laughs) And is is to make the the orgasm the reason why we have sex. Yeah. That's, that's it, you know, because Mm. yeah. And and everything we do is to try and achieve that. And, you know, like I said earlier, there's this fundamental lack of um, presence. And certainly talking about women and being penetrated. If a woman feels a man being present and conscious in his body and in his penis, you know, it is incredibly wonderful for a woman because often yeah. we, you know, you just like entered <laughs> in a mechanical way, which is like, whoops.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: If, if you're not kind of ready or your body's yeah. not open. And, but the moment a woman feels a man consciously entering her, I mean, it just opens the heart and something deep inside her is, is touched and also so healed. Yeah. Um, because it is um, it is not much spoken about, this thing about uh, women being penetrated. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. fact is, is that many women have p- pain yeah. during sex and on penetration, and this is to do with the mechanicalness and the lack of consciousness. You know, I have many women who have pain, different stages of their lives, some really from the first time, but the moment there's consciousness brought in there, honestly, within two three days there's no more pain.
0: Wow! Really?
1: Yeah. No, no, it's amazing. It's
0: amazing. Um, so, how can you bring that into it? You know, like how can a woman or a man a man really actually in this in this scenario, right, consciously enter a woman instead of mechanically, like
1: millimeter by millimeter. Okay. Hmm. That's it, and then allowing the vagina to open according to that that speed, and then the the male experience is one of being really welcomed, mm. and uh, you know, which like is so touching for a man. Um, but you know, normally men want to get into women as soon as possible because there's a tremendous fear of uh, erection loss. Ah. And then women also are afraid that he's going to lose the erection. So they <laughs> let women in before woman is ready. And many women know that. God, I, I could have another half an hour of kissing and cuddling until. Mm-hmm. So there is that underlying fear uh, on the male side. And like I said, women also have fear in that level. Um, so therefore, man just pushes in, you know, and tries to get in. As deep as possible as fast as possible and then come the mechanical movements to sustain the erection again because there's a fear of loss of erection (sighs) this um this loss this fear about loss of uh, erection is very very dominating man's whole way of sex because for for man you know he has tremendous performance pressure so that is a real burden you know that yes got to, he, he's got to get an erection it's ma- main, mainly his job we women can help but ultimately you know it's his responsibility then he's got to maintain the erection and then maintain the level of sensation and the whole thing is just um essentially too hot mm. you know and it's to bring the sexual temperature down you know to cool it down um, so that one can be more uh, with the moment. And look, erections do come and go. And if it goes, it goes. You just can can hang around a little bit without erection and keep inside. <laughs>
0: yeah. There, there's something in your book, I mean, and this is interesting because I've never tried it or I haven't tried it yet, let's say it like that, um, to have a man enter you without an erection. Yes, this is incredible. I haven't even thought about this until I read it in your book. I was like, oh, this right. is so fascinating. That This is obviously a possibility that I have never even conce- like, conceived of,
1: you know? Right, right, right. No, look, it, and if you have that access, you know, using what we call soft entry or soft penetration, um, it takes a huge amount of pressure of a man hmm. And that because, you know, the narrative is, is that you can only have sex with erection. Yeah. And uh, so how does this work then? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's not saying per se that you need to do that. It's just if erection is absent, uh, then there's a possibility. Mm. Um, Of course, it's very different. You know you, there's a special position you lie on your sides and woman kind of walks the penis into the vagina um but if we just relax and stay in the bodies you know especially women can feel a lot emanating from the penis sometimes it's difficult for man to feel himself because mm. he's more focused on on sensation in general you know that's what he's wired to um and You know, you can have very touching exchanges on a subtle energy level that afterwards you feel really, like, empowered and loving. And the main thing, it's, you know, it's about awareness. It's not about what you do, but how you do it. And honestly, as soon as that how is the awareness, and as soon as the awareness is drawn in, then um, it starts to transform the experience. So. Uh, awareness is not nothing. People tend to think, oh, "Okay, awareness," but honestly, it makes mm-hmm. all the difference.
0: Yeah, I would believe. I mean, I believe that in probably everything, right? I mean, in um, in our lives in general, right? To to be in the present, and then sex specifically, if we talk about that as a connection between people,
1: well, definitely, if you're a body aware person. And practice different ways of body awareness. You I know, mean, can be cooking, dancing, driving, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like I said earlier, how you stand, how you sit. Um, if you practice that in your daily life, then it's a natural transference into the sexual exchange. Yes. Yeah. And then vice versa. If you practice that in the sexual exchange, it translates into the daily life. So, or the daily activities. So it's not. And these things are not separate so-
0: well neither is sex right I think you, you also speak to that in your book and I think that's so the way as a culture the way we have separated our sexuality from us or from being a human or from public life even right um, I think it does make it really difficult for people to like have a, a, a simple
1: easy connection to it No, look, this is absolutely true. And, you know, one of the things, like, I grew up and I hadn't, I had sex before I saw sex. Oh, wow. (gasps) So I'm one of this dying generation. You know, I grew up on a farm and, of course, I'd seen animals, Mm. the bulls and the cows and whatever. Um, So this thing of we see sex these days before we had it has has. Resulted in a loss of innocence, Mm. so already there's some kind of imprinting and film about how this thing should look. Yes. So that that is, yeah. That that is a tremendous tragedy. I'm not saying, talking against, you know, pornography or its availability, but it is impacting younger and younger generations. Mm -hmm. So. But
0: it has done things to people, you know, like I think what you said earlier, a lot of ideas of how we are supposed to be and it being only one way. Also, this idea that women um, get the worst of it is interesting because yes and, and no, right? Because men are hurting from the same expectations, just the other way around.
1: Yes, yes, no, absolutely.
0: There's so many things that we are supposed to be. And that's in that sense, it goes for all genders, really. This idea of like the performance aspect of it. Right. And what mask to wear and what role to um, embody in the bedroom. And like what you said with mindful sex, in the sense that we, I think so many people are so caught up um, having sex at each other. Instead of with each other.
1: Right, right.
0: And um, how how do you do this in your workshops? Like, um, how do you work with people?
1: Well, in the workshops, um, there's no nudity. There's no changing of partners. No sex. Uh, all sex happens in privacy with your partner. And mm-hmm. um, basically help people to build body awareness. Okay. How to be more anchored within themselves. And to, because you know, the first step is to get close to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where you have to all start. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And when you get close to yourself, it means like on the inside to start to um, notice when you're contracted, relaxing, finding a way to anchor, you know, place to anchor yourself inside. And then when two individuals are doing that, actually a natural connection comes. Yeah. And then, um so you know we we do a little practice every day, each couple with each other. So just you know how to be, how to look in the eyes, how to breathe, um, how to soften the body. Mm. Uh, people tend to push their bodies very hard together, and you lose lose the subtle exchanges of the the energy body. Mm. So just a lot of body reorientation and education. And We also, my partner, he does beautiful Tai Chi, so we do Qigong exercises. And then we give lectures about making love and mm. and this kind of a slow step-by-step um, program um over the seven days. And then people try it in the afternoons and we meet again in the evening. Uh, and yeah, this... I've been doing this well we have for you know over twenty five years now mm. and it's um it is remarkable what happens and in a few days really when when yeah. you know some couples have been together forty forty five years other couples five years, some couples five months and and it <laughs> i mean the whole thing is that w- one has to go home and build that into one's life, yes. Yeah, yeah, And uh, this is where people find it, um, you know, life is so full and busy. One needs to start prioritizing, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. and creating space. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you see as like the biggest challenge people have when they come to you guys' workshops? A couple that already has a certain amount of interest in deepening their connection, right? Which is already um, a step maybe beyond a lot of other people that don't even know where to start. Um, but what brings people to
1: your workshops, I guess? Um, you know, different things. A, they want to deepen their lovemaking. Mm. Some couples come because they haven't made love for years and years. Yeah. Some couples come because they're thinking of separating and mm. they just want to check, it, check this out. <laughs> um, but really not necessarily people who's done anything before, you know, it's not like you have to have done ABC in order to qualify. It's just, you know, if you want to know more about love, you know, you're welcome.
0: I wonder too, because, um, about the not goal oriented aspects of it, I find that thought so freeing. Um, but then there's also a part in me that is like i love to have like a peak orgasm and i want <laughs> and i i can feel when i do make love when i have sex i can feel this like excitement building because i'm i'm into the peak kind of like wanting him to enter me and like making it faster for myself how do you how, this is a very personal question now, but how can I slow it down, you know, like without um, being, I don't know, disappointed or a part of me being sad that I can't go there, I guess, in that moment?
1: Yeah, just relax. <laughs> just keep relaxing. You know, okay. if you find yourself getting a little, you know, just keep relaxing, let the energy spread mm. into the body and, you know, just keep relaxing. And, You know, if you do come to orgasm, then just see how relaxed you can do it. Mm. Yeah, you know, with more awareness. So it's not—it's not like there's anything wrong with orgasm. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, often there is a feeling of disconnection between the partners after it happens. You mean? Yeah, you know, men men lose quite some energy. Women Mm -hmm. also, especially if they're working for it you know, building up the tension. So you're building up the intensity and then you drop away. And, um, you know, if a woman has an orgasm with absolute ease, you know, not working for it to trying to make it happen, then it's a very different kind of experience. Um, and also yeah. that kind of, that kind yeah. of uh, relaxed orgasm will not pull an ejaculation from a man. But when we, as women, you know, really tighten up the vagina and get into thrusting and, building up that intensity, that, that does have, you know, a strong impact on man and, and can cause him to ejaculate. So the more as women that we can be present and relaxed, and, and not build up the t- temperature too much, this will allow man then to make make love, you know, for a lot longer
0: and also this is something i think a lot of people don't know um about multiple or or orgasming for men without ejaculation could you explain that for a second because i've talked to several men about this and they were so they have never heard of it in their lives which i thought was so stunning you know they're like what i could do this and it's like such a surprise
1: you know again that comes through relaxation mm. and um there there's one useful tip is that the moment you feel desire Mm -hmm. you know and suddenly you're feeling pulled by desire in that moment you relax completely Mm. okay and then that energy that wanted to go, go go out gets inverted and comes up on another level you know again it requires sensitivity but it's the same feeling of you know the energy inverting and expanding through the body and you
0: know I mean does it take practice I'm assuming
1: <laughs> It it does a little it, but again you you can't make it happen but it, if you can catch that desire and drop beneath it then you'll find you know that energy does com- something completely different mm. with your body
0: mm. I I wonder about um you said in your book too that a lot of men come to your workshops again if they do Um, have a new partner, and women do that less so. I wonder why, I mean, you kind of explained why that is, but I think maybe people would think that mostly women would be into an
1: approach like this or something. Well, that that was interesting. I mean, it's just what we observed. Basically, when men have tasted sex that has another quality with receptivity and a more... um, fulfilling kind of exchange
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they change partners for whatever reason they want that again mm. so they want to educate their woman or, <laughs> or share this with their women so yes many many men return and not so many women return and that's not exclusive of course there are women who return but i think one thing is that a man is much more likely to say to woman let's go to a workshop mm. Then a woman say to a man, "Let's go to a workshop."
0: Do you think that's about um, also performance and women being afraid that the male ego will be hurt or something?
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, And in your book, it's a lot about women and men. And how would that, how would tantra be practiced energetically with same-sex couples?
1: Actually, in my women's book, I do have um, one chapter on same-sex because I got some reader feedback <laughs> women who'd started who'd played with some of the principles and they said it was you know really transformed their lovemaking. Mm. and i didn't get any feedback from men so there's no chapter in my my book that i wrote with my partner uh, tantric sex for men um but basically you know our experience is heterosexual and we're quite clear about that um and we are teaching from experience, so we can't really project onto, you know, same-sex couples what they should be experiencing or man- yeah. and how they manage it. But, the, you know, the essential principles work. It's with awareness. Mm. You know, it's the same thing, but, you know, perhaps some kind of genital adjustments. Yeah. Like to be present, to be in the here and now, to relax your body, not to work for the goal. Um, nice breathing, eye contact if you can.
0: Yeah, so the only thing really would be the difference of like receiving and penetrating and having, but you can still do that no matter how, right? I mean, that's just a, yeah, an energetically concept.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: Um, Another thing that I found really interesting is that you say that the breasts are the key to orgasm for women.
1: It's the so the source of the deepest orgasmic or orgasm experiences mm. for women. I feel like and, I'm missing out so far because I have
0: <laughs> I haven't played that much in that in that realm yet. So I'm like very fascinated
1: by that concept. Well, it's it's more that um, you know the female body it opens mm-hmm. up in its depth via the breasts, not via the clitoris. Okay. Whereas conventionally, you know, the clitoris is seen as like the center of female sexuality. Yeah. And that is used to, you know, raise excitement and so on. But it's not a deep opening in the body.
0: Mm, Interesting.
1: Okay. And so this really happens through the connection uh, to women's breasts. And it's not talking about stimulating the nipples or anything like this, but via the breasts, the, the woman's body opens in its totality. And this takes quite a bit of time. Mm. and it, you know it means woman needs to have more breast awareness
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially in the nipples how do you get breast awareness and um, just to start to feel in you can start with a heart and then start to feel into the tissues
0: okay <laughs> i'm thinking about it now i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah i can see that <laughs> i'm like no, let's feel this
1: <laughs> and uh, what really helps is if you will just like if you come to the nipples and just imagine a light radiating from there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and it opens this very sweet, d- delicate feelings in the body. You can hold them, or the man can hold them. Again, it's not about stimulating, um, but enabling that inner connection because it's a magnetic thing. That this is the female energy raising pole, the female life giving pole, mm-hmm. and then this you know radiates downwards and then opens the vagina. And makes her truly receptive, meaning capable of, of uh, absorbing. So you know, many women, because of the clitoris and the, the fast entry <clears throat> into women, and by man, after a while, the woman's body closes down a little bit. Mm. And so many women will say, oh, "I was fine for the first few years, but then I just lost interest." And but this is because the body is never really opened on a deep level. But when you start to bring the breasts more into play, and this takes time, like I said, it's very yeah. different. Like men can get ready very quickly, but women are equally, you know, we equal forces, opposite, opposite forces. So women needs more time. And um, yeah. And and then a woman becomes much more sensual, you know, she's participating. She's not yielding because often it is yes. a yielding story. Um, and then, you know, when woman is participating, I mean, it changes the whole yeah, picture.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and men also feel like the welcome of the penis, the woman joining in, uh, or, you know, or being part, uh, you know, one organic whole. So uh, this, this is an important shift.
0: How can you be aware of when you're ready to be penetrated? You know what I mean? Like this is like a, a such a different concept, I think, for a lot of women. we don't think that that's.
1: There comes like this longing, hmm. a yearning, mm-hmm. <laughs> a yearning. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of women do have stress about uh, lubrication and so on. And so often that's why a lot of excitement is required. Um, you know, to to get the lubrication. Uh, Not always, it just depends on the relationship and so on. But we always recommend oil, you know, use Mm. almond oil or some oil because it's been used for thousands of years. And this also, you know, takes a lot of stress away, which is important, but it allows for this really conscious uh, entry that the man can then really go millimeter by millimeter because it's kind of the you know, because you oil the penis, you oil the lips of the vagina and the mm-hmm. entrance of the vagina.
0: So it's just take a lot of time.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it can be that man loses his erection, his initial erection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. And But often an erection will return by itself. And I'm not talking about the spontaneous erection inside the vagina. That's also a possibility or no erection inside the vagina, you know, (laughs) also fine. Um, But just a man, through his presence and through love, he will get an erection. And honestly, in our groups, we ask men, who who knows that? And honestly, most of the men will put their hands up. Yeah. If if the whole thing is allowed to relax into just being sensual and, you know, aware and, and more loving, very often it will just, you know, like reach out. Uh, to the female body.
0: Well, I think in general, it seems to be the most logical um, thought process to if there's no goal, you immediately can relax more, right? I mean, in like that second of it being like, this is not what we're going to do today. I mean, quote, unquote, you know, Um, then to be like, okay, well, now we can just play. right just to give yourself that freedom
1: and and it's beautiful you know if you just get playful and then you wait for the bodies basically our mind is pushing our body the whole time it's not necessarily what the bodies want to do yeah you know it's the mind dictating what the body wants to do how do you
0: um recommend like communicating with your partner through that kind of process
1: more just to share your we call sharing your now, you know, just like say mm. what is happening in your body, just as a report. Otherwise there's a lot mm-hmm. of guesswork. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and not not like having long conversations, just like this is happening for me now, this is happening for me now. And that's also a very useful tool to um to create more presence and be more in the present. Some people are better at communicating than others sometimes one person better than the other person and so the person who finds it easy who has that inner body access and easy to find words for it just just share without expecting the other but this Mm. is a very very good tool and then then we know you know it's not we're not just kind of guessing
0: I think it's so interesting because I forgot who I talked to about this, but this concept of when the first time that <laughs> happens, I think there's some women that I know who have never been asked this question, but even in like, let's say conventional sex, that somebody asks you what you like, right? Or how you feel, like how it's feeling at the moment. And I've heard like people say to me or women say to me, I've never thought about it before. Right. Right. Never thought about how something felt in that moment with awareness. Never made a inner list of things that I enjoy.
1: Right, wow.
0: So that it takes nearly a little bit of time to actually be like, oh, how does it actually feel? Right. Because we're so caught up in um, performance.
1: Expecting things to feel a, a certain way. Absolutely,
0: yeah. And I can see that with the tension that you talk about because I've experienced it with myself. I can make things happen if I need to, right? If it's it's not happening organically, I have steps in my mind where I'm like, okay, I can do this a little bit differently. I can support this and like move this a certain way. But then it's not really in connection with what's actually going on with my partner, right? Then it's me moving it. Right. Yeah, to be result-oriented again, I guess.
1: Yeah, and it's subtle, and it's just, you know, to just keep watching and disconnecting, watching, disconnecting. Mm-hmm. And, and the important thing is the noticing. That yeah. is the most important thing.
0: I wonder also, you you mentioned that in your book, um, but how to deal with a man who is really um, focused on making you orgasm, and it's really important to him. How can you take that fear from your partner, you know, because sometimes that feels like if they don't do it, it's really a problem for
1: them, even though it is part of the male imprinting that he needs to satisfy his women. And in this moment where she has orgasm, it kind of confirms his status as a lover. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. I think it's just good to be aware of that because many women feel better without orgasm. Oh, really? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. (gasps) Oh <gasps> Well, especially this peak kind that you push. Mm-hmm. But I just got an email the other day just, oh, I feel so much better without having an orgasm. But we're talking about like a peak orgasm, not
0: in orgasmic states. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, so I'm not talking about <laughs> the orgasms that happen easily or the orgasmic state, no. Okay, but okay. this one where you have to push the body, tighten yeah. the vagina, pump it up. Mm-hmm. Because there is this loss of energy after. Often women feel quite sad, or lonely, or abandoned. You know, there's this disconnection.
0: Mm. If you made it happen.
1: But, yeah, you know, it's all a process. These things don't happen happen overnight. The most important thing is to make love. <laughs> mm. You know, as much as possible. And that's the difficulty for people.
0: Why do you think?
1: Because life is hectic. mm. So, you know, it's, um, I mentioned it previously, we, we need to prioritize, you know, because ultimately everybody's longing for love, yes. but it's given so little space <laughs> in the day, in the week. Yeah. And so we just have to say, okay, well, that movie is not essential or that dinner with so-and-so is not essential, you know? So you start mm-hmm. to really doing what is essential Yeah. And and then create space. Those essential businesses, yeah,
0: the essential business of making love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You also said that in your book, right, to, that you can schedule making love.
1: No, absolutely recommended. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Because then you know it's going to happen. And for men, <laughs> yeah. this is tremendously relaxing because men don't know when it's going to happen. Interesting. Mm. And uh, also you can in- inwardly prepare. And you know, give yourself a good time slot—three hours or something. That's a, nice a day time if you have it. <laughs> a day would be wonderful. <laughs> Days come highly recommended. <laughs> Two hours, one and a half, but at least time—you know—to mm. relax into it. Have a shower, kiss and cuddle, maybe some massage, sharing. You know. Um. But yes, make a date to make love. Definitely, mm. is good. And and people kind of think. Oh, that sounds pretty unspontaneous, you know, yeah. but actually sex, as we know, it is not spontaneous. Truly. It's more accidental.
0: I'd like to schedule a day. <laughs> really. Yes, do that.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the best. It's the best. The
0: whole day is good. You, you take breaks, you know, you eat meals. <laughs> you're allowed to eat a meal.
1: You <laughs> go to the loo. And <laughs> because uh, each time you come back, you're a little more out of your mind. Mm, yeah, And then you come back again, you're a little bit more out of your mind. Uh, so then slowly you become more body, not yeah. this kind of mind body.
0: Mm. And then
1: it gets really, it's really great.
0: <laughs> so what would you recommend for people who would like to have, you know, I mean, resources or any kind of things that would like to start having sex that is more aware with more awareness
1: Um. Well, definitely my books, of course, absolutely all laid out. I mean, for for a couple starting, a heterosexual couple starting, um, that the heart of tantric sex, yeah, you know, because that really lays out so many different keys and things you can play with. Mm-hmm. Then there's the women's book. You know, essentially, all my books has got the same sexual material. It's more the pe- perspective. Yes, but I've got a DVD which is available by download called Slow Sex. It's not really genital specific, but it's interviewing couples and people mm. who've practiced for a while and interviews with me and my partner. A very nice film.
0: Um, what do you think is like the some like a really touching feedback for you that you've gotten from your work? That's something that you remember?
1: Well, you know, having worked with thousands of couples over <laughs> the the course of these years, twenty five plus years, you know, what is, is, is touching is this that people find the love again, you know. And this is really like so rewarding. Yeah.
0: I mean, even I um, I think that this work in general for, for us women, I think, working in like a sexual or erotic space can be very rewarding because there's been so little given to women. So I imagine that um it's very fulfilling also for you to be able to give that that gift
1: to others. Yes. You know, it's it's um a pleasure. It's always yeah. a pleasure. <laughs> In and out of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and what's nice is like the workshops and everything was never a goal. It more it happened more organically. And uh, you know, over the years they are so popular now. And we don't do any advertising. It's just word of mouth. So in that way, we feel very blessed.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll link everything so people can check out your incredible work. Oh, bless Um, you, Laura. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me.
1: Yeah, really. And honestly, wish you the very best. Let me know how you get along.
0: Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And please check out our incredible guest, Diana Richardson, in the show notes. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will be amazing, too. See you next Sunday.